That's okay. Let's oh, get on it, lad. Lord. Hey, guys. Hey, everyone. We were talking for 30 minutes, <laughs> and I didn't realize we were not even live this whole time. I'm sorry, everyone. Holy shit. My apologies. We just had a 30-minute great conversation. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I apologize, everyone in the stream. We just had a, a great 30-minute conversation. We'll <laughs> we just missed out. Uh, and I'm I feel so bad because we only have 30 more minutes with Billy. No, uh, we'll stick an hour to it. We'll, we'll stick with the hour. Holy shit, my bad, Billy. I thought we were streaming. I was wondering why we weren't getting more people. And luckily, people were still throwing. I looked. I don't look at the live chat because sometimes you get trolls talking shit. And so I wasn't oh. paying attention to it. And right now, when I paid attention to it, I'm like, hey, everyone. Uh, what? Where the hell's Truthy? Is he taking a shit? And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> that's that's the only reason I realized we weren't live. Everyone, uh, welcome Billy Moore. He is here from the All or Nothing podcast. How you doing, Billy? Sorry about that. We already did this for 30 minutes, so we're. We've already told me it's okay, and it was on a roll. We were, we were, we were rolling with it. Yeah, but yeah, I'm fine. It's good to be, um, it's good to be on this live stream. Like I said earlier on. When all you guests weren't listening. Yeah, we had, we had almost 100 people that were waiting for 30 minutes the whole time. Even though they couldn't hear us, they were still waiting. Now the viewers are pouring in. Holy shit. I'm sorry, everyone. Please forgive me. Please forgive me, Billy. That was a complete accident. We we did have a 30-minute conversation when we were flowing. Uh, we'll try to go over it a little quicker because uh, Billy does have to work tomorrow, so I don't want to keep him too late. Um, but... Let's, I guess, let's touch back on, let's try to go and replay what we covered already. Um, I pretty much asked you, you know, so Billy Moore, for those that don't know, I'm sure everyone in here knows who Billy Moore is, but if you don't know, there was a movie called A Prayer Before Dawn, uh, which is based on Billy Moore's uh, book. And, you know, it's his time uh, spent in a, in a Thai prison. So, uh, Billy, can you let's? I guess let's talk over the movie, the whole movie again. Uh, your experience, uh, what kind of input you put into the movie, um, you know, all that jazz again. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, you know what? It's it is what it is. Technical difficulties, difficulties. You know. So yeah. So I played before John. We were talking about um, how authentic it was, and that was down to the director's yeah, artwork. He was a guy. He's a guy from a France called Jean Stefan Savard, and he spoke to me regularly on a, you know, a, a, a contact daily. So I had a lot of input into the movie. So um, we had a few script writers initially, and some of them were saying that it was quite episodic and it was, it was quite out there and it wasn't real and, and authentic. And then we sat down with Jonathan Hirschbein, he's a guy from LA, and he was a great, great writer. He'd been around. Uh, movie for a good few years, and, and we we wrote this script, and it, it admitted the book that I'd read, and the input I the only the only um, problems that we had was with the dialogue, with Jonathan being American, some of the dialogue seemed to be um, Americanized, which, as you can tell, I haven't got an American accent. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I I love the movie. See, this is kind of weird for me because we already spoke about this for the last thirty minutes. So yeah, uh, for me and Billy, this this little conversation here is a little awkward for us, and that's all my fault. I didn't hit the live button, so I apologize. But the movie, for those that haven't seen it, please go watch it. Where can they get the movie? Uh, where's the best place for them to watch it? I think the best place to watch it's on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Or, or Sky Store. A Prayer Before Dawn on Amazon Prime. So the movie, you know, again, I'm sorry, Billy, it's going to sound like we're repeating ourselves again. But, you know, I, I work a lot during the week, uh, you know, 60, 70 hour uh, weeks. And so I had to watch the movie over two nights. And the movie was just so damn amazing. Uh, from the cinematography, you know, the camera angles, uh, to yeah. the actors, to being shot, you know, where was it shot? In the Philippines, you said? That was, yeah, we, were shot, we shot three months in Thailand. Okay. And the, the, last, the last nine days, we shot in a place called Shabu in the Philippines. And the reason, partly, that was shot there was because... Uh, I was I was banned from Thailand, and the director wanted me. You were banned from Thailand. Yeah, well, being banned. To, Is to, it because to, of the related charges you had there, or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, what were the charges that that, that you ended up getting? Was it all just drug use, or? No, no, I got I got arrested for handling a stolen mobile phone. Oh, for stealing. Handling a stolen mobile phone. Oh, okay. No. I, so, so like I sold your phone that was stolen. Right. It's, it's, over there we call it handling stolen goods. Okay. It's over so, there before. Okay, that, so that. you you sold a stolen phone. No, I bought one. Oh, you bought one, and you got arrested yeah. for that. Yes, I did. Oh shit! How did they track you through the satellites or or what's? No, I, I, I was I was I uh, I was quite uh, I was doing a lot of like. Like moody stuff in in the background. To be honest, I was involved in drugs. I've been pulled up a few times. I think they were trying to catch me for other things. I had this phone. I was selling little drugs on a low level basis, um, and I just got to a point where I was buying phones because I was that paranoid. But I was changing my number all the time, and it, once they came through the door, the drugs that I had I secreted, and what they found there was weapons in the room. There was, there was a mobile phone. And he took that, and that was stolen. It was chased back to somebody else, and then that's all I got arrested for. And I thought, at first, I thought, oh, that's okay. It's not too bad. Just the phone over here, probably got a warning. But when I went to court, he gave me two years for it. Yeah. <laughs> Man. And So, yeah, I'd like to say I was, um, you know, to be honest, I'd like to say that I was, I could invent a story, and I'd tell you that I was like some crazy drug smuggler or I've done some some big job, but the reality of it was, I was I was a drug addict. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to form my habits. Yeah. I bought I bought a, a few phones over that time. One of them was stolen. He got safe pass, and that's what I got to prison for. There was no way. Um, there was no big deal. Yeah, that movie, um, and you know, was just intense. I, I it took me two nights to watch it, and you know, just the thought of. Being in a prison in a third world country, uh, again, this is, we've already had this conversation. <laughs> this is just to, 
<laughs> give the the viewers at home that missed out on it. Uh, but just the fact of being in a third world uh, country prison where there's less control, you know, less oversight. Uh, the prisoners are pretty much running the whole damn thing in there, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. You got to go yeah. by their rules and, you know. <laughs> and, uh-huh. You go into this You go into this prison and, you know, I've shared the story a million times, to be honest. So it's like, it becomes a little bit stupid. Uh, but it's, it is what it is. That's my story. You go into a shell and there was 80 people in a shell and then you're sleeping next to a dead body. There's, there's, there's a lady boy called Tiffany lying next to me. I'm fucking confused. I'm scared. I can't speak the language. Uh, I'm trying to act that, but I'm scared at the same time. I've got all this fear going on. And um, yeah. Was there any yeah. other, um, I guess for the lack of a better word, any other Westerners that you ran into in prison, or were you the only one? There was a couple of English guys, uh, a couple of Australians. There was a few uh, different nationalities. Yeah. Uh, Iranians, Nigerians. Right. Man, that's just, that's, I, I can see why, you know, the whole movie was made, you know, it's just an amazing, amazing story. And uh, an, not only that, I mean, the, the it's a story of perseverance. And we talked about this again, but we'll go through it um, yeah. again for, because it didn't get recorded because of my dumbass. <laughs> but uh, what we talked about was the mental fortitude that you, that one has to have. Um, not everyone in that situation, not everyone would come out alive given your circumstance. A lot of people would have gone crazy, uh, would have probably committed suicide. Who knows? Um, and so it takes a special kind of person to be able to survive the situations that you were in. And so that was the thing that just kept resonating through my head um, as I watched the movie. I'm like, God damn, man, I could, I can't even imagine being in that situation and uh, facing the shit you had to face, seeing the things you had to see, um, just, just mad respect for you, man. I, I, I mean, as soon as I saw that, I was like, that, that was the only thing I could think about was, you know, that you were that special person that was able to survive that, and not only survive that, but come out of, come out of it on the other side clean. And now being able to share your story, now being able to have a podcast, you know, just an amazing story all around. Yeah, I didn't think of plan, you know, quite humbled by the fact that I had the opportunity to write about my experience. And I actually read that book myself. And when people sit there and they've got folks writers who write stories for them, well, that wasn't the case for me. I sat in a prison, obviously, with loads of time. Oh, you, <laughs> you know, wrote it while and, you were in prison? I wrote it, yeah, see, this is, this is how it became, see, I wrote actual factual information, I saw uh, things happen, and I wrote it down, I documented it, so it became a journal initially, so it's journalised my daily living, and then I get to, I get, I get the opportunity to sit down in front of, in front of the computer, uh, and write my story, and it came, it took two years before it came to transition, but it took, there was a lot of feeling, and a lot of pain involved in writing this, in that, that book, it was a, um, you know, I, let's put it this way, you can sit there, pick up a pen, and start writing a story, and you can invent whatever you want. You can be, you're the author of what you, what your life right. can become. So what I've got, I've got evidence-based 
actual factual information. No bullshit. bullshit. In in other words, no, no, no bullshit. No bullshit. Yeah. There's a uh, there's photographs to back up everything. There's a uh, there's friends who were involved in in, in certain situations. Uh, so I thought there's no hiding from this. I you know I had a fight and I got beaten up. And, and in my mind, I could have wrote that story about where I, I turned into Bruce Lee <laughs> and I beat half a dozen people up. But it doesn't it doesn't happen like that in real life. You get hit, it hits. Yeah. It really hits. Well, you that's... get hit over the end of the day, you're on the floor. And and that's there was a lot of situations where I wanted to kind of lie and and, 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 and glamorise it. But the reality was even like to a point where I changed my name to Yusuf Muhammad so I could so I could have a bit of food. So I changed my religion. So I became a Muslim, and, and I was and I was ashamed and embarrassed about writing that down because of the fear of what people would would think of me. And they had all that going on. The late judge me. But I thought, no, what you know what? I just fear that you know falling in love with a lady boy was going to be a big thing, and I never actually did. Yeah. But it was it was it was, it was probably one of my biggest fears. So I wrote that down, and I was honest about it. Yeah. Um, and I just put it in. It, it, it took me a few years, but. No, no man, please. you know when that whole lady boy thing, um, when I saw it, to me it only legitimized everything, man. Because I know most people would be like, "Fuck that," you know. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm not gonna talk about it. And to me, it just it gave me that much more respect for you in my eyes, because um, it just shows how real, you know, how how truthful you were in the in the story, and that's what. You know, and even the way the movie was directed and everything, just that entire realism of it, man. It, I'm not trying, not because you're on the, you know, we're doing this uh, live stream together, not for nothing, but mad yeah. respect for you, man. I, I just, gosh, and I feel ashamed that I didn't know about this movie until I started preparing for this live stream. And that's the honest truth, you know. I could, I could bullshit you. Oh yeah, I've known, I've known about Billy Moore for. Several years. No, I, I didn't know much about you, sir. You know. Um, well, that's fair enough. It's um, and that's down to, to to the marketing of the movie. It wasn't really marketed that well. Like I said earlier on, it was um, it was five stars across the board. It was well received by critics, and it was uh, compared to, to Midnight Express. But the reality of it is, I get asked this question all the time: How did you survive? And the reality is, I just kept breathing. That's all I did. I just kept leaving. I've lived a life of, um, of danger prior to going away. A life of violence. I was boxing for England. I, you know, I've been involved in a lot of physicality. So, but even putting me in that situation, I was still frightened. Right. So, no, it's just, it's a true, again, you know, in my opinion, maybe my opinion ain't shit, but just that, to me, it just shows your mental toughness, um, you know. And I can't remember if I did this on the live stream or not, or it was before I went live. <laughs> but you know, doing the the whole firefighting, um, I I did. I was a firefighter for several years, and yeah. it's one of the jobs. Um, you know, let me give you an example. Uh, to fill to fill um, every year we might only have three people five people so there's only three to five spots open out of those three to five spots you have anywhere between 500 700 people applying for the job uh to then uh out of those uh 
you know, five to seven hundred people that apply for the job, they do a physical uh, run where you've got to run a mile and a half in under a certain amount of time period just to yeah. get an interview because they know that that run alone is going to eliminate over half of the people. OK, yeah. so then you get to the interview and then you got to you, you know, now you're dealing with a couple hundred people that made the run so that you know then the interview weeds out of more, more people then you got to go through hell week where you know for the for the next two weeks you're just that's why it's called hell week it's just uh <laughs> putting your body your mind everything to the test and uh like i was telling you earlier we you know when we go on these fires we're gone for two to three weeks uh yeah. when we leave the house our shirts are black all our clothes are all clean by the end of the two to three weeks, because of our 15 to 16 hour days without any days off in between, you know, our clothes are pretty much white because of all the salt that, you know, that mm. we, we sweat off. And so that is considered one of the tougher jobs in the world, man. Just, you know, and it's not just the physical part of, about it, but uh, in my opinion, the biggest part is the mental capacity and t tying it into your uh, personal experience of uh, you know the Thai prison. That's all I could. Ke I kept thinking about was just you have to be because I've tried to put myself in. I'm like shit, man. If I was in your spot, could I survive that? Mm. I do have that mental toughness, but I don't think it, it's not one of those things where you can just put any uh, any average person and say, oh yeah, you would survive that. Fuck that, man. It takes a special breed, as I would like to put it, you know, to be able to go through mm. something like that. I don't know. I I I don't like think of myself as anyone special. You're humble, man. However, That's why you're like the bloodhound, like, Craig. <laughs> I, I think what I felt was, um, you know, I've had I've had an experience growing up in um, in Liverpool, which is quite typical. You know, lived in a, in a in a volatile household. My dad drank a lot. There was a lot of violence. I was subjected to violence. I was subjected to fear. I knew what fear was from an early age. Yeah, uh, I became a boxer just to impress me dad. Uh, that was never enough. And I found myself uh, standing on street corners getting um, getting my self-esteem from other people. Uh, and that filled, filled the gap. I had a, a hole that needed filling. And, and I, I eventually filled it with drugs because I wanted to escape reality. So I think I was blinded for a long, long time by what was going on in life. And then when I'm in these, you know, see it, look, I've been to prison in, in the UK for years and years before I'd been to a prison in Thailand. And I felt if we had not that experience within the UK prison system, I'd have really found it difficult in, in Thailand. And even though I did find it difficult, I didn't find it as difficult as some of the, the Westerners that have never been to prison that were over there. They were struggling. I'd seen people lose their minds and their life getting raped. It was quite... Um, it was quite frightening to watch. Yeah. And it was every man for themselves. There was no one sticking up for each other over there. So I found myself isolated and separated from everyone. God damn. Uh, it was quite a lonely place to be in. And for how long were you there again? I was there for three years. Three years. I bet you those three years felt like 30 years, huh? <laughs> well, it, 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 she, you know, it, it, actually, it actually did. It was like we were opened up at like uh, half past six in the morning and we were locked back up. At about seven o'clock at night, she's talking twelve and a half, twelve and a half hours days in in forty degrees heat. 
in a compound with a thousand other inmates, and it was like the city of God. You know, people would be selling bits of food, bits of clothes, and it was like, like it was like a city within within a prison. Right. You had two air commandos that that carried shotguns that walked around the compound uh, once a day, and then you've got like I'd say about twenty blue shirts, which were um, prisoners that were given um, control of keys and inmates. And they, they were corrupt as, as as you like. And there was a lot of violence dished out on, on inmates. And, you know, it was quite... Uh, if, if, you're, um, if you said something wrong to the wrong person, then, you know, you could lose your life. Right. Amongst other things. Well, and that's the thing. That, that's what I... Um, when If you haven't been to a third world country, it's almost hard for you to put yourself in that... Uh, in that mind place, you know, if when you leave your house, all you see is a manicured yard, uh, you know, uh, Miss Alice across the street makes apple pie, and and that's all your life is, you know, all you do is look at your tablet and, um, you know, mm. you're trying to get likes on Facebook and all this shit. To go to a third world country is a completely different animal, um, in every aspect of it, and so to then take that to another level and spend three years in a prison. I mean, most people are not going to be able to fully understand that. And I thought the movie for the most part did do a pretty good job in trying to bring that out of how shitty, how miserable that must have been for you. Well, yeah, well, Bangkok, Klong Prem qualifies as the worst prison in the world. And that's a fact. That's evidence. Um, And that was um, that was literally like the inhumane conditions, the runaway sepsis, uh, the, the, the conditions were, were just like barbaric. And the way that they controlled their inmates, they were quite subservient. So um, yeah, it was. Um, if you're just what uh, there's a there's a brilliant film, and it was based in America called Shock Caller, and that was about a white collar criminal. He crashed a car, went to prison. And he turned into like the, the top boss in there, but he had to go through the ranks. Yeah, and we were somebody's bitch, you know. And I, that's what I, I, you know, I, I probably, if you haven't had that experience, you'd probably be a victim. Yeah, or somebody's bitch. Yeah. Know I mean? So as as rough as that was, um, did you ever see any uh, heads on spikes? <laughs> what? <laughs> You, did you see heads on spikes or any like three hundred no. pound uh, bodybuilding uh, transsexual women's beating everyone up? No, 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 no. Right. no that's, that, that's a bit odd. Um, <laughs> I've never. I just had to ask that everyone in the chat is just asking. So <laughs> I think somebody else asked that question of me years ago. Yeah. I remember it, but yeah. Um, no, I would do. I'm sorry. I just people were asking that in the in the live chat, so I just thought I'd throw them a little bone. Um, no, I think probably the worst I've ever I'd seen was a was a young Thai getting stabbed at least fifty times, oh. and it was it was in front of me, and it was like it, it was quite strange because it happened in slow motion in my mind, and I watched every shot getting. Directed into his body, and there were death shots, and they were, they were in the lungs, in the neck, Jeez. in his back, in his legs. And um, I heard there was a crowd of ties, and we were all screaming at the same time. 
Kaman, and I understood enough sight to know it was Shane Killam. Yeah. And for whatever reason, you know, I didn't know why at the time. But I was, I was transfixed. I was transfixed by it. And um, he just died. And, 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 and the howls that were coming out of his, from his body within your mind, it was just, it was crazy. And um, I've seen people like cutting their own throats and, and stabbing themselves in the chest. And who had HIV and, and taking themselves off this book. Heads on spikes, uh, and three hundred pounds transgenders knocking fuck out of people. No, <laughs> that's a little too far off. Well, I mean, I, for a while, you know, I, I was, I did. There was a website that would show some pretty gruesome stuff, and when I be, wanted to become a firefighter in the in the city, in the city level, mm. one of my biggest things that I could not so where, where are you where are you just let me where are you from are you you're from the states obviously yeah. by your accent yeah so, well so what... I was I was born in LA and I grew up in the pretty much in the west coast uh but now so I have you in ever, Florida. have you ever have, have you ever seen anything on, on on the news or anything in your country if um, say for example like people because I know for a fact that in in the UK prisons you don't get Heads on spikes and three hundred pounds. Yeah, you don't get no over. heads on spikes down here either. That's a bullshit story. Anyone going out there talking about heads on fucking spikes by three hundred pound women named Zena is full of fucking Bollocks. shit. Let's just get that out Bollocks. there. That's <laughs> it's complete full of shit. And I had a hard time believing that even in a third world country, which is which are in my opinion way worse than any American or any European prison because of the lack of control. Um, because once you get thrown in there, as you have said, um, the inmates run that bitch and there ain't yeah. a damn thing you're going to do about it. No, no, there's not, there's not aim. You like you said, it's its own damn city within the, this, the yeah. walls. She, this, this guy, you actually killed this other guy and he got caught for it eventually. He, um, he ended up getting a four-year sentence. So obviously, they didn't value prison life. They didn't value uh, human life as it, as it goes. And um, you know, you were shackled. You, you were um, there was a lot of like it was it was really ancient and prehistoric stuff that they they subjected you to. You know what I mean? Right. It's, uh, you know, yeah. That's it's find, find that other stuff out to believe. To be fair. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, there's, there's, you're always going to have some people that just can't help themselves to embellish every fucking thing. I mean, even mm-hmm. if a story's already good, you know, they still got to go the extra mile. Um, and like we said earlier, the very fact that you were very raw and open, even with the horrible mm-hmm. shit, you know, uh, that you went through, um, to me just spoke volumes and, and just lended credibility to mm-hmm. you. You know, you weren't trying no, to, pro- you were not trying to prop yourself up as some fucking superhero, you know, and, and this and that, you know? No, I was definitely, I was just definitely a guy that was, that was lost. I was scared. I was, I was, uh, I was trying to stand up for myself at the best of times. And, you know, I was probably in shame with a lot of me thinking. So, was definitely, uh, so, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I get the idea that, you know, when people write stories and tell stories, they want to embellish it to, uh, to glamorize it. And it probably elevates themselves to make themselves feel a bit bigger and quite interesting. But the reality of it is, and this is the truth, right? This is the truth, right? When you write something and you write it and you put your heart and your feelings and uh, onto paper and you know 
that you're not going to fool yourself when you're writing stories, right? It becomes more attractive no. to other people. Because when I wrote this story, I wanted to lie. I wanted to tell you a load of bullshit. But the reality was, yeah, here I go. Yeah, I did get beat up. I did have this fear of falling in love with a fellow with tits called Tiffany. Right? I did I, I did change my name to Yusuf Muhammad because I wanted a bit of food. All that stuff I didn't want to write because I thought my mates in Liverpool would be judging me. Yeah. But I didn't. So I put it down. And then when it got published, I had all this fear of people calling me this and calling me that. But the um, it was received well due to the honesty. And I thought that was important. And that's how I've, um, I, I, I've carried on with my life. Being open, transparent, and as authentic as possible. Well, that's just it, man. I, I, as I get older, that to me is one of the one of the things I value the most. Um, you know, just being truthful. Um, lying. Where, what does lying get you, man? It just eventually falls apart. It'll catch up. It bites you in the yeah, ass. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's no reason for it. And um, nah, that's it. <laughs> So imagine, right, so imagine, like, you, you've told a story, right, and you're there. For example, I'm telling you the story, and it's gone on for years and years, and, and people are, are putting me on a pedestal, and, 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 they're, and, and they're sending me messages of how, how great I am, and what a guy, and how proud you are, and how inspiring. You know, and, and then all of a sudden, you know, it falls through, because you've shot holes in your own story. Yeah. Someone's, and then you, you forget to say something, and, you, and, and, and then something else comes, you, you add something to it. Because that's what becomes. You start spinning more webs of deceit. Yeah, and you don't know where you it's, fucked up. I mean, if you if if you trip over here, you don't even realize you trip because you've been lying this whole fucking time. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know that's why. That's why you know when I, I I read books, right? I read a lot of books, and I read books about prisoners bending prison doors, and they were telling stories about something knock fucking screws out with ten at a time, and I thought that never happened in my life. Never happened. It, 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 it's not real for me. Uh, let's 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 just so it it, it sounds like like when you're reading it, you think, "Wow, really? Is that what happened?" But when it's actually happening to you, you realise that that's not the truth. Yeah, that you you you're just a human being, and and, and that you do you you are inspired by fear. And, and and you do freeze at certain moments of your life when when you see traumatic experiences happening yeah for sure i don't know if i'm making sense here but yeah no 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 i'm i'm feeling everything you're saying man i i, I get you because how old are you billy i'm 47 47 i'm 38 so i yeah. mean we're not too far apart in age so i i completely no, get I was, you I was, I was I was probably in my prime, but it was over what, it's 10 years now. So when uh, you, I know you, were, would you consider yourself a boxer or a kickboxer? No, I would consider myself a boxer. I couldn't kickbox okay. to save my life. So did you, honest, were you a boxer before you went to prison or w yeah. were you transformed into a boxer in prison? No, I boxed for England schoolboys as a youth. Okay. Uh, I boxed, I boxed as a junior, I boxed most of my life. Uh, I went to Thailand and their sport was Muay Thai boxing, which was basically you'd call it kickboxing. Right. It's an eightfold martial art. And my friends said to me when we got there, don't get in the ring with these sides, they'll break your ribs. And I got in the ring and they broke my ribs. Yeah, God, those Thai yeah. kickboxers, man, they kick so fucking hard. Yeah, man. but I think, I, th I think, yeah, they kick hard, but they can't take a punch. 
you jab one of them in the head and you go down. Yeah. You, you can take kicks all day to the face, but when you throw a punch, that's for some reason, <laughs> you, just, you, just can't, you just can't take a punch. Yeah. So I had an advantage because it was, I was good with my hands. Yeah. And it, it wasn't, so I was 50% the way with the Thai boxing. Did, were and you t- mostly think, learning how to check, uh, kick it, kicks, you know, like trying to check yeah. them and then uh, yeah. use your boxing skills for that? Mostly, yeah. Okay. I, you know, I, I'd, aim, I'd aim low, low kicks. I'd never aim high because by the time my leg reached a certain height, it wasn't as quick as them. They'd take me, they'd sweep me. Right. It's, you know, and so I, I learned to kick low, I learned to jab, I learned to use their stance. I was pretty, pretty, pretty decent in comparison to, you know, others. So I felt like I could hold me on. Yeah. So growing up, uh, what kind, who were the boxers you followed? The boxes were there, so Duran. Roberto Duran, Manos de Piedra. Yeah. <laughs> These are all the greats. Thomas, Thomas Haynes. Yeah. You know, you've got Sugar Ray. Yep. So I grew up with like Mike Tyson, uh, Bone Crusher Smith. You know, all the greats, the great yeah. heavyweights. You know, boxes back then were boxes. Yeah, man. You know, you... and you've got, you've got you've boxes to say, but you know. Right. Which is not a, it's a, different, it's a different level of, yeah. level of boxing. Being of uh, Mexican heritage, man. Long line of Mexican boxers over the years, especially in the early '90s. You know, a lot of great ones. Do you remember a guy, yeah. uh, Julio Cesar Chavez? Yeah, Julio oh, Cesar Chavez. God, man. yeah, man. Class. What Class. a record, man! At one point, he was what 87 and 0. Um, yeah. And just the crazy amount of knockouts, and you know, he was one. So he, what's that? So yeah, you've got you got Chavez. You 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 know. You've got Canelo now, haven't you? Yeah, Canelo. Canelo, it's just, it's that it. that kid can hit, man. Holy shit. Yeah. I think after his loss to Mayweather, he just, it seemed like he learned a lot. He was, I think, 22 when he fought Mayweather, just a young yeah. kid. And I think he, even though he lost, he learned a lot. And if you watch his, even his head movement, if you, yeah. they've got videos out there where they show his head movement and him just bobbing and weaving is just, he makes it look like an art form, you know, just amazing. Makes it look so damn easy. Um, it's yeah. it's pretty wild. But there's a lot of up-and-coming youngsters, too. Um, but I just don't, you know, with all the corruption going on within boxing, you know, the fixing of fights and just yeah. too much shit it has really damaged the sport, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's different from back when I, when I was young growing up. It was different, you know, the 80s, I love it. Yeah. yeah so. Well, just the, the the sport got bigger, and you know, just like with anything, in my opinion, it gets bigger. There's more avenues for corruption um, to take yeah. hold, um, and it's it's too bad because I, you know, boxing is is such a such a great sport. Um, it's an art form, in my opinion, um, and so re- more than anything, I've been watching a lot more MMA just because it's doesn't seem as corrupt, you know, as as boxing, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Uh, I've never been forced on MMA or UFC. I've never really, it's never been my cup of tea, to be honest. Yeah. So I just, I'm quite traditional now. Like it's, it's old school boxing. Keep it single. You are a boxing <laughs> purist. Yeah, I'm, I'm a pugilist. Yeah. Although when I was in Thailand, I, I took on their sports. The reality was, uh, if they were boxing or the box. Yeah. But because I was um, respecting their tradition. I got involved. And I quite like it. Uh, you know, I, I don't continue with that kind of stuff today. 
and it wasn't the greatest. So when you watch this film, you you see this kid who's doing what he's doing. I mean, I think the di- director is embarrassed a little bit, to be honest. Yeah, it took a few items, it took a few beatings. Um, you know, not, not ashamed to admit that. No, man, that's there's nothing to be ashamed about. I mean, very anyone that talks shit about, or if they said anything about it, put on the boxing gloves. Let's see you get in got in the goddamn ring. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it, a lot of these idiots that just open their mouth would never dare st- set their foot in a ring. So, yeah, and it's just it's just like like these you know we were talking earlier on before we even went live on our podcasts and why I even got myself involved in in, in, in starting a podcast. Now the reality is, you know, I, I started with James English. I went on to two Geordie, uh, Sean Atwood. There was a few, you know, uh, well established podcasters out there that were. Uh, Interviewing me. Who would you rank them? Week. You mind ranking them? <laughs> yes, I'd rank. I'd rank James English number one. Nice. I do. I like. I like. I rank James because I speak to James a lot, and he's um, and he's just a, he's just an amazing fellow. He's one of those guys like that. When he says to you, "He'll help you," he'll extend the help, the hand of help, and he's he's done that to me. He's encouraged me a few years ago to to start a podcast and. I was umming and iron and a maybe and yeah, and it wasn't to me and, and then the time just the time just happened um, and he said to me, "I'll become your first guest and we'll have a chat." And, and that was nice of him. That's awesome. And that's how it started. That's how it started. I'd say um, to Jodie, I don't really rate Sean up with no more. Yeah, I don't. Um, in the beginning, I, I met him. I met him way before he started his podcast. By the way, I met him about eight years ago. He, eight years ago. He, yeah, about eight years ago, maybe okay. seven, eight years. So we attacked himself, maybe, I can't remember when it was, up 2000, maybe 2015, 2014, give or take, 13, 14. He, he had read the story. I had wrote this book called The Pair Before Dawn, and it got published, and he read this book called That Time. I'd never read it. Um, and he wanted to come and meet me, and we met up, and he wanted to talk to me about, um, he wanted to pull his camera out and do a little interview with me. And, um, in Hurricane Films where we were filming and I've actually asked him to take this video down it's sort of asked him over two years ago to remove it because of the content you know the, the content he was talking about um, prison rape and how I felt about it and I was like this is a bit of an odd question yeah. you know it's a bit of a um, it's a bit of a weird start to you know a conversation about Thai prisons and you know and he, I, I got the feeling that he was sort of like quizzing me and whether it happened to me and I felt as he they told me his story and I found that quite bizarre yeah that's right heads on sticks Zena <laughs> that's it. sure right D- did you did any but, red flags ever come up man during those eight uh, years yeah. eight years that you're like, you know what this guy I'm this not, sounds kind of like shit man right yeah, here I'm, I'm not I'm not going to come on and start demonizing him but he's full of shit simple as that I like believe he's full of shit I believe he's a fantasist he's a yeah. uh, He's, he's a black artist. He's just quite intelligent in the way he's, uh, he delivers stuff. But you put him in a prison, he's one of those guys in one of those foreign prisons. I'm sorry to say this, I'm sure if he's listening, he'd be sitting there playing chess, washing people's socks. <laughs> just to pay, I swear. He ain't nobody's mind. I'm telling you now. And stuff, as I'm saying it, yeah. he would be washing my socks. Right. Simple as right. Um, I can't. I can't. But you know, I'm yeah. not. You know, I, I'm. 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 I'm good at like shushing people out. I've got a bullshit radar. 
right? So being around for, for a fucking long time, right? And when someone tells you that story, you think, mate, you are full of shit. So when did you um, start hearing about this sh- stuff? Was it through like Chancer or you know anything along those no, lines? You no, know, I tell you what happened. Right, I, I sort of gave um, I gave like short Sean the opportunity. I thought maybe I'm wrong and let's just like sort of bend it. Maybe he is right. And, you know, maybe there's some elements of truth. And maybe he is embellishing a little bit about his uh, his journey and his experience. Uh, I just thought, yeah, just just just. Just sort of give him a chance in that area. I'm really, I did, I distanced myself from him and I never really had much to do with him. Uh, uh, I've done a podcast with him and I just felt, you know, I was just awkward. I, the only reason I've done a podcast is because, you know, he was doing something for me where he was exposing my, my journey and, you know, I thought, well, he's got a good few subscribers and that was my agenda. Um, and that was the reality. We help each other, blah, blah, blah. It is what it is. And then I had a friend of mine, Jeff Hollerhead. He phoned me up one day and he said, Oh, Sean Atwood's being in touch with me. He wants me to go on a, on his show. He, and I've done a podcast with him and, and, I, and I posted these, this, I tweeted this year comments about me and Sean. And, and, and there's a thread that's going on about monsters and, and pedophiles. And, and, and I'm thinking, what the fuck's going on here? So I, was, I wasn't too sure what he was going on about. Right. Because I hadn't really watched many podcasts. So we had a little look into it. And then it's it's seen this shit, this mad prank video. I thought she's a bit fucking odd. Oh, from Andrew Dragain's video? I can't really remember. There was just loads of different clips. And yeah. I seen one where he was snorting. Uh, I think it, it was Charlie and drinking loads of it. Oh, that was probably my video where I made it like a movie. <laughs> Is he a money oh, m- money hungry vampire? No idea what it was. Yeah. That much I was watching that. That and video has like 20,000 views, man. <laughs> well, I, I try and watch stuff and think, what's going on here? And then he ate stuff going on. So I contacted Sean, you know, I said, Sean, what's going on here? Are you struggling? Do you need some help? Because, you know, there's loads of videos and there's loads of shit going about. You know, is it true? And he said, no, no, it's just the trolls. It's just the trolls. And I thought, well, it can't be just trolls, mate. There's a video of you. With some some guest, some previous guest called Callie Diamond, who to me looks fucking like really, really vulnerable and fucking ran. To be fair, she's as vulnerable as a cobra by the look of things. Right. You know what I mean? She's um so it just seemed really off. So I quizzed him about it and I thought this is a bit fucking weird, this Sean and he stepped, he kept saying it was trolls, it was trolls, and I thought, no, this is more than just trolls, mate, you know. And how can you go into schools? Delivering uh, like talks to children, yeah. and, 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 and I thought oh, over the years, and I might be a little bit judgmental here, but over the years, I'd seen them dressing up in these big orange outfits, and I thought, you know what, no fucking weird, you mate. It's, it's you know, it, whatever to pay the bills, yeah. yeah. Taking it to another level. But I can go on a little bit of a roll with this one, um, and. and I don't really want to get to feel like I'm No, man, well, I, I, and I know we talked about this beforehand, and I mean, yeah. and I definitely respect everything you have to say, but at the same time, I want to say it means a lot to hear this from you, and you know, because you are a high-profile uh, figure, you know, 
I've been doing a lot of this shit. Chancer has as well, and Andrew yeah. Gine. But we're we're peanuts, you know. No one yeah. knows who the hell we are, and I think it's important to amplify this because, like you said, it's not. I mean, did you see by chance when he showed up to my stream and was talking about chance or? was telling Chancer that he needs to jack off to the thought of him and Callie um, having sex on his couch. This is the guy you want going around to the schools? Well, I see. I don't know any of this stuff that's being shared. He, he said um, that on the stream. We have the screenshots. Yeah, well, that's... that's uh, see, that's not, a, that's not someone you'd, you'd, you'd want delivering a nice time or gang culture or, or prison talks to children. That's what yeah, I'm, that's, and fun. That, that's the yeah. main thing, man. You, do you see what I'm trying to say? Is like, it's not that I'm trying to relish or anything. It's just I, I, legitimately and sincerely feel the word needs to get out that this is nonsense that needs to fucking stop. If he wants to keep doing his stupid shows, that's one thing. But when you start getting involved with kids, th- th- I think the line gets crossed right there, man. Yeah, do you know, do you know what it's um, I, I, what really upset me, and I did tell, I did say this to Sean. What really upset me was the fact that. I heard that this this young girl, Callie Diamond, was was uh, was was suffering with some kind of autism, Asperger's. I, I'm not too sure what it was, uh, and and I felt that you know if that's the case, she was quite vulnerable. And as a guest, it's like me interviewing somebody, and then getting them on the knees, dressed as as a, as a young girl or, or as a kid, pulling my zip down. and and the fact that he said he was snorting flower. Have you ever snorted flower? Do you know what flower would do? A flower? Yeah. yeah. Why would you want to snore flower as a reenactment? I mean, I wouldn't snore flower even if it was off my case. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, no. It just doesn't it, make it, sense. It, it, none of it makes sense. And, I mean, leave him to it. Leave him to it, it? Yeah, that's just it. And, and, and to hear someone like, you know, even even if we're, we'll move <laughs> on after this, but just to hear you um, talking about it, it lends more credibility, you know. Um, he yeah, can't. He can't call you a fucking troll. You know what I'm saying? Because no, you're asking legitimate I, questions. No, I've asked him questions, and and if everyone who's asked anyone a question is a fucking troll, then I had to. I had to, to be honest. I had to Google what a troll was because I had no idea. And um, I thought, well, you know what? I'm asking legitimate questions. I've got messages back from him on my messenger. The replies to the messages, and and it's all. Fucking avoidance. It's all um, take no notice. Um, I've got. I, I've done a podcast with uh, with Jeff Ollett, who's recently done one with Sean Atwood, and that'll be getting released in a couple of weeks. And I, I'm not one for demonising other um, other um, podcasters just to elevate myself. I want the truth. If you're going round exposing other people, well, what's wrong with us trying to expose you? Yeah. What's wrong with us trying to find out the truth? Because if you're if you were in my son's school delivering that and that's fucking seeing that shit, because I asked my partner, I said, what would you think of that? And she said, I would go, I'd be fucking speaking to the headmaster. What do I mean? Yeah. How could someone? You told that? No, yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm, I've got you loud and clear. Yeah, it's... It does anger me. It does anger me. And I, and I know I can go on a day because I know it's... I, I, I know um, there's loads of fucking bullshit around it. Yeah, for sure. That's where we... Yeah. So let, let's move on to... um. So what... 
how do you feel about the whole podcasting um, now that you started the whole podcast? Um, are, are you enjoying it? Uh, wh- what do you enjoy about it? So what I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying diversity. I'm enjoying um, giving people the opportunity to have a platform to speak about um, the life, how they cope with life. I'm enjoying uh, listening to other people's stories, the truth, reality. See, you know, if you sat there and you started coming out with loads of ego and loads of bullshit, I'd get on you straight away. Right. I don't sit down with 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 uh, with, with with questions on a piece of paper. Right. I never have done. I've done. I've done up to now. I've, I've I've sat down with ten guests, uh, maybe eleven, twelve guests at the moment. Right. I've put five episodes up, so I've got seven in the bank. And every guest I've sat down with, I've, I've just gone in there without any questions. I've gone in in there without any background of knowing who they are, because that becomes more interesting. When I you know when I contacted you, that was that was the biggest thing I was trying to um, bring you know get across. Is that this isn't an interview, you know? I'm not trying to interview you or any of that. It's yeah, just yeah. a casual conversation. I think it's a lot more interesting. Uh, people enjoy that more, uh, you know. Just a long form conversation where you can yeah, expand yeah. on certain subjects if, if need be, move on if you need to, um, and there's no rules to it. So I, this is the style I want to go and. I think that's it's the way to go. I mean, is that similar to what you plan on doing? I, I have listened to a couple of your of your shows. Yeah, it's it's. Um, I think my confidence is growing each time. I've, you know, it's quite. I don't know whether about yourself, but when you sit down there and you've got to sit with someone for over an hour, and there's no, you know, you're not editing and you're not stopping, and you're not cutting. You just it's just one big take. Right. You know, you've got to get it in all at once, uh, and that's. So that's 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 been a challenge. Just trying to get into that flow of things, um, you know. I I had a conversation on uh, Tuesday with a buddy of mine. Uh, you know, he's a podcaster, but he's been doing it for several years now. And it was weird because I've been listening to his podcast for several years, and maybe this is what the feeling that you had. You know, a similar feeling when you had James English. Uh, you know, someone that you've been listening to for years, and then when you finally speak with them, <laughs> it's just, you know, it, it might evolve into a whole another direction. But it, it, mm. I had a lot of fun, um, you know, speaking with him and learning from him. Um, you know, I, I do enjoy talking a lot. And so one of my biggest learning things, see, I get sometimes in the comments, people are like, oh, you talk over people, you cut people off. I'm still learning, you know. I'm not a professional by any means. Uh, give me a give me a few months, give me a year, and I will be a completely different uh, podcaster in that time. You know, it's just you got to yeah. go through these learning uh, pains and just like anything, you know. But if if you have that tenacity, um, that that dedication, that strong work ethic, I know you got that strong mm-hmm. work ethic, work ethic because you got to work tomorrow early in the morning, right? <laughs> so yeah, you know, but you know what, my my job starts at it's not. It's not. It's not a physical, active job. It's. It's sitting in a little closet cabin, just making sure no one bobs the place. And I enjoy it and it pays the bills. You know, I've got a family like yourself to look after. Uh, I enjoy. There's no money to be made in podcasting. Um, for me at the moment, say uh, I don't know whether that will change with subscribers. I'm not too sure. Maybe it will. I'd love to. Uh, I just enjoy it. It's therapy to me. It's yeah. quite therapeutic. I had a young kid on last night. Um, and he, it was an absolute amazing story. 
this guy had been through hell. Uh, and you know the honesty that was coming through him was amazing. You just know that's what that's what keeps me going. Right. Um, just 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 see, I I forget that you know I start taking life for granted, um, and I start I take my story for granted. And I, and I believe I've listened to other people. Like you know, getting back, I'm on that ball with Sean. I would what the hell? Um, getting back to the fact that um, I listened to something the other day about is it Sammy the Bull, and he was. See me the fuck is showing up with this shit. And then I, I watched this embarrassing, it was embarrassing video by Sean Atwood and some other fella who was dressed like Sean out of fucking Star Wars uh, talking about um, Sammy the Bull and calling him out and I will paint a bullet. <laughs> but, but I couldn't stop laughing. I thought, what the fuck is this, is this man? Still fucking taking ecstasy or something. What's wrong with him? What the fuck? Get your shit together. No, you just said, look, mate, I've made a mistake. You know, and it happens. We, uh, we fall in love with fucking whoever we was and we do make mistakes. But if you just put your hands up and get it, I've fucked up here. You know, uh, you know, I'm human. Let's move on. Yeah. I'm sorry. But just trying to, to twist it, 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 it that's, it's like, that's the worst thing that. You too. Well, that's the thing. I've, you know, from the very beginning, um, I've been making contact with with him, and I was a no one. You know, when I made my first Sean Atwood video, um, I made it out of my pouring my heart out because I was a true fan. You know, um, I didn't expect anyone to listen to it. I didn't, and I didn't give a shit. It was just me voicing my opinions. And the video started taking off. I started getting some subscribers. Um, and in that video, I remember saying, Sean's probably never going to listen to this shit, but this is just mm -hmm. how I feel. And now I know he listens. He's probably listening right now. Uh, but the fact is that he has had opportunity after opportunity to come clean yeah. and just apologize for his fucking shit, man. It's not a big fucking deal. Um, there's... People have done a lot worse, and mm. yet he he thinks lying and hiding it, sweeping it under the rug, everything's going to be okay. And like we were talking about earlier, man, uh, when you start lying, everything just is going to fall apart eventually. Yeah, it, yeah. There's no foundation to it, um, nothing. The truth has to be your foundation. Otherwise, yeah. it's going to crumble and fall. See, what? See, I, I, I feel to, 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 to guys like yourself because – what, what I'm in, and it's like, yeah, these are trolls now. Like, yeah, so, you know, a fucking troll. What's a troll? I, don't, I haven't got a fucking clue what a troll is. Is it, you know, is it someone trying to cause problems? Or The reality is, this guy has created his own problems. Through his inability to accept personal responsibility, he's actually created his own problem. Yeah. And without standing up and accepting it and going, look, this is what happened there. I, I gave him the opportunity. I asked him to come on my podcast and, he and, refused, and talk huh? about it. He, he come out with some. He sent me some some message about legalities and you can't talk about the prank because of legal reasons. What legal reasons? What you you're being caught with some bed on her knees pulling your zip down. She was dressed like a little kid. What's going on here? That's what I want to know. What's going on? You're sitting here making some mad prank. Video of you snoring flower bollocks. I've never bullshit. 
counting money like you, your Pablo Escobar. It, 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 bollocks, it's all bullshit. Get real. This is what I don't like. People who are just fucking phony pieces of fucking shit. Honestly, God. I, 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 see, it angers me and I, I can feel it. Yeah. So I apologise oh, if, if I'm coming across a little bit uh, overly... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm overly passionate about... Uh, about integrity, to be fair. No, if you're man. on there on a platform and you're selling people, you know, I'm exposing this, I'm an activist, are you fucking sitting in your fucking bedroom getting a chew of some fucking bears who's fucking round a bend by the look of things, you know what I mean? No. What's wrong with you? No, man, it, it, you shouldn't even have to apologize for that because I, I get in that same way. Um, it's, it's not fake anger, it's real fucking anger, man, because it's... Complete bullshit, top to bottom. Um, and, and he just thinks that he has outsmarted everyone and everyone's going to forget. Uh, let's just move on. And the fact remains, if he just come out and apologize, like you said earlier, if he just owned up to it, all this shit would go away. But, And I've said this over and over again uh, several times before. It, when you start hiding shit, it's just going to bring out fucking people looking at Everything with a fucking microscope. Um, I don't know if you caught the video that we released on, uh, when was it, Tuesday night uh, with my, my buddy Craig, the bloodhound. Uh, he, you know, they were making phone calls for him not to, you know, be doing uh, talks at schools. And, you know, he is currently under investigation. They removed the page. Um, and some people made the false accusations and and made mm -hmm. assumptions that we were declaring that he had been banned we never once said that so that is blatantly false and there's someone i'm talking about in particular that's doing that it's a freaking joke mm -hmm. but we were just saying that it is currently being investigated because the page has been taken down and any, anyone can look for it for themselves but it's that activism he likes to call himself the London-based activism. This is what activism looks like when you're getting mm. removed from giving these school speeches because we are worried about kids being exposed to this nonsense. Mm. That's what activism looks like, you know, but it, it's not fake outrage or any of that shit or it's not being trolls. It's people wanting truth, people wanting honesty, people wanting no, it, to not play any fucking games. What it is, right? It's taking advantage. It's taking advantage. This is see. I I I ask myself this question: Am I why? What's my motive? What's my agenda for for for, for the act and the way I do around this guy? Um, you know, as you know, over the over the years, I've got you know, put my hands up. I, initially, you know, we had this um, communication, um, and he was giving me a bit of a bit of guidance around schools and stuff in the early days, because that's what I kind of wanted to do in the beginning. I wanted to go into schools and deliver. You know, um, like um, that never materialized for some reason. Um, so yeah. However, um, I question this motive. Why was he doing it? You know, because what I found, he was, he was. Um, this is what people were sending me messages years ago. He'd be into my contact list on Facebook and all my social media platforms. Yeah. Yeah. And um, added everyone as a friend. Started adding all contacts out of my my Facebook. You with me? Yeah, I'm, I got you, man. No, I, so, I I like to talk over people, so I have to check myself and then be completely quiet. <laughs> yeah, I have to, yeah. So I, I have to check myself. I don't really, uh, 
you know, I'll find myself wearing up a little bit there. And, and, and I believe that's because, you know, we're talking about somebody who's being, um, who's lacking integrity. Yeah. Who's, um, who's supposed to be a responsible adult going into the schools and delivering talks to, to kids. But on the, the same hand, he's, he's reenacting uh, paedophilia pranks. Uh, he's talking about all this sex fucking shit, which is fucking horrible, to be honest. You know what I mean? I don't even like going down that route. Well, uh, but it looks like he's getting a kick. It looks to me like he's getting a kick out of it. And it's weird. Yeah. It's got this, like, yeah. I, I, it's something, there's something lizardy and odd about him. Yeah. And I'm, well, he claims he has Asperger's. Asperger's. Yeah, he claims he has that shit. And that's why he... That's why he... It looks like he's getting horny off of the weirdest shit, but that's his excuse. Um, yeah. I, and that's what I hear people say. I I think it's just a smoke screen. Um, you know, there's... I know we have a little see, Facebook... See, what's that? What, what I'm trying to say is I try, I try to look for the good in people. Right. See, I'm not here to, I, I don't want to demonize and put people down because uh, it's it's a great topic. Right. Uh, but the reality it is, you know, most of your listening listeners, uh, you know, uh, need to hear this kind of stuff because that's what they're about at the minute. With, 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 with how we behave, I get it, um, and I understand it, and I understand that I've had that um, I've had that relationship over the years with them. I've met them. No, it's. Uh, I haven't spent much time with yeah. I've met him and I met his partner. You know, he's uh, he's got a few uh, a few videos with me. Uh, you know, even going back as far as two years ago, me phoning him up and saying to him, do me a favour, take that video off YouTube of me and you talking. Has that been done? Like the content. That got done. Has that video been taken down? Someone asked that question in the chat, if your video had been taken down or not. Hey Billy, you still there? Oh. Hey Billy. Hang on. Hey, there you are. Can you? Yeah, it's just lost me. Hang on a minute. A few seconds. You're good, man. I and I won't take up. You know, let's just go a few more minutes. I know you got to go to bed early. Uh, you got to work. Oh, sorry, it's just. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go on. So, so yeah, that could, did that video that get? Down. Did that video get taken down? That you asked Yeah, him? yeah, I made sure. I, yeah, I made sure. He took it was, down. That, was that from him or was that from you that that video got taken down? From him. Because okay. I, I wasn't uh, in control of it. Right. It was his. Right. It was up. It was uploaded onto his channel. But you but asked him it, to take it down, right? Yeah, I asked him to take it down because. So when you see something, you're thinking, you think to yourself, this is not. This is weird. Right. And I'd cringe every time I did it because it'd just be like, so what do you think about prison rape? And then all these hashtags of like prison rape and rape in prison, and then Billy Moore. And I was thinking, what the fuck? Huh. I've never fucking been oh, fucking so raped you in were, prison. Or he was tagging you in that shit. So yeah, you know, like hashtag here. Yeah, mutilated, mutilated penis, Billy Moore. What the fuck? <laughs> what a fucking dirtbag! That, that 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 shit's still online, by yes. the way. Like if you Google there. Billy Moore, mutilated prison. Now, I talked about when I was away in prison, like the charge that this bad fad about, like, uh, mutilating the genitalia. Yeah. 
I said it was quite crazy what they were doing. I'd read about it. It was more about where they kind of like it was a fashion to them, and you know, and you know, he was quite interested in listening to that kind of stuff, and and he's done little clips of it. And I thought, oh, you know what? What the fuck, man? Yeah, you know what's oh, yeah. weird? He has accused, uh, you know, myself and Chancer of ripping off his tags for his videos. You know, you know, so that the YouTube algorithm takes it. Uh, and runs with it. Mm. You know what I discovered just a couple of days ago in trying to mm. get the tags for this live stream? I discovered that Sean Atwood rips off a lot of fucking True Jordy's tags. <laughs> it's the yeah. same fucking tags, man. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, this son of a... You know, one pattern that I have noticed through this whole Sean Atwood shit is that a lot of the shit that he accuses other people of doing... Mm. He is doing himself, you know, yeah. whether whether it's fucking um, playing these stupid troll games and, and making fake channels and trying to do this. And, everything he has said and, and is any accusation that he has leveled, he is exactly guilty of himself. It, yeah. It's just a pattern that you just it, all these patterns start emerging again when you have your your foundation as truth. This would not be happening, but when it's just bullshit after bullshit after bullshit, it just becomes undone and uncovered, mm. and that's where we're at right now. Yeah, well, it's 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 a sad it's a sad case. That's um, you know I, I I kind of see I didn't have much respect for them in the beginning. I, I kind of tolerated them and, and, and I realized that we could be beneficial to each other because I thought this is where he was going with with a true crime and podcast and building a platform, uh, maybe support me. But then I realised that everything he was doing was for his own agenda. He'd share stuff about me so he'd get views yeah. and then views monetised his, his, his YouTube channel. I've only learned that recently, to be honest. Everything he's done has been for monetization. Every clip he's done about me is for monetization. It's all for his bankroll. It's all for his back pocket. He hasn't done anything, right? That's uh, He hasn't extended... Uh, any uh, hand of like uh, friendship, like 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 James English has. Yeah. James English, you know, uh, you know, hundred percent loyal. I've sat with James and I've spoke to James and I speak to James on a regular basis. What a guy! I mean, really, what a guy! I mean, I know like bullshit when I see bullshit. And this 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 James is is hundred percent like he's real, and um, he's always he's ringing up and said, "Is there any guest that I can get you in touch with? Let me know." He's you know, and, and this is this is good that people share that kind of information and support you. Um, like I couldn't see that happening with the uh, with 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 the other fella. It's fucking let him get on with it. You know, I fucking I don't need to be um, to be like jumping on anyone else's channel because I've done enough in my life. Yeah, man. I've read I've read two books. I've had a movie made about my fucking life story. Oh yeah, it's being portrayed fucking worldwide. I don't need to be jumping on. A fucking oh, no. ten bob YouTube channel for and trolling and all that bollocks. So you know I'm not interested in yeah. fucking making money out of anyone else. I've got my own fucking finances. I'm fine. Oh yeah. I mean, nah, but yeah, man, what like what I, what, what, what I don't like you. is yeah. But what 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 what's what's annoyed me is I've gave him the opportunity. Yeah. Uh, and it's just. You regret fucking, it. In other words, you know, if you could do it over again, some fucking crap. you wouldn't so, give anyway. I've, Gone right on with this one, haven't I? And I did. Hey, I remember. Don't apologize, Billy. Man, this is 
this is awesome. You don't have to be sorry. You are not a fucking bully, and we are not fucking trolls. You know what I'm saying? Uh oh, did I lose you? Uh oh, I lost you. Billy, you still there? Oh shit. Hold up, y'all. I'm gonna call him right back. We might be ending the call though because Billy's gotta work early. Hold up, y'all. Be patience. Patience, y'all. Patience. We lost him. I wonder if his phone died. Because I know he took off his headphones. Hello? Hey, Billy, I lost you. Yeah, it's fine. I've been a lot of there. Uh, sorry. I know it's getting late, man, so I'm not going to keep you on. I, I know we said an hour. You've already gone a little bit past it, so. Um, yeah, are we still alive? Or yeah, we we're, still alive. we're still alive. We're still alive. Well, yeah, so I don't really want to end on a negative yeah, uh, because I'll probably have a bit of a tough night around it. Um, Let's end on a positive note, man. Where, what are, what's the best place? Are you just focusing on YouTube, or are you focusing on um, other avenues like uh, Twitter? Uh... See, see, my focus is more uh, like around my brother. Um, he's more popular than me. In, in, on Twitter which is quite nice and I enjoy um, giving him the opportunity and people recognise him now and it's quite nice right. you know I'm not uh, sure what I want to do I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm quite open minded uh, with life opportunities I've recently had the opportunity to open my own gym and investors were involved and everything was going well uh, and then you know about four weeks ago that went sits up and I lost everything and I didn't like think the old world fell apart I thought you know what that's okay it is what it is you know I've had um, I've had setbacks before and I'm okay with it you know what's more important is that I'm alive and breathing I've got food in my stomach I can provide for my family and that you know above all I'm happy um, and I'm kind of just go through life I see where I've come from and what I've experienced. People say to me, "How are you feeling?" And I think, you know what, I'm okay. You know, and I've and I've been worse. And when they say, "What do you mean you've been worse?" Well, you know, look at my experience. Look where I've been in the past. You know, it has been bad. So, whatever bad days I've got ahead of me can't be worse than the days that I've had. See so, what you just said right now. Again, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. That whole mental aspect um yeah you got that mental toughness that not many other people have let's just be completely blunt um and, yeah. and honest not everyone has that uh mental fortitude as you know a better way to put it um you know you telling me this and you know how you just continue to persevere given whatever gets thrown at you i mean to me speaks volumes about your character as as a human yeah. being in general yeah, it's, 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 we can't say, you know, it's like, it's 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 resilience and perseverance and keep turning up. Unless you, like when you're talking about mental toughness, I've never took, an, I've never took an antidepressants in my life. I've been diagnosed with PTSD. and I, I wonder why. Um, I don't feel like I've got any, like, uh, peculiar feelings going on around me, experience inside. In and I'm not one of those who, who have ongoing nightmares. It was an experience. I got through it. Kept even. Um, 
have achieved a lot since that. I've also, you know, I've also suffered, you know, even coming back from Thailand, you know, they made a movie about my life. And whilst I was on set in the Philippines, I was diagnosed with stage three cancer. Well, my dad died of cancer the year before, so I had stage three cancer. Um, I was what kind on of cancer? chemotherapy. Yeah, I was on chemotherapy for six months. Um, I lost my house, I lost my car, I lost my job, I lost a girlfriend oh, that I was with at the time, uh, and he ended up back in prison. And this is after the movie. Whilst my movie Holy was getting shit. portrayed on the big screen worldwide, I was sitting in a prison cell. Right, this is how this is where it took me. Right, I, 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 I pick up a drug, I become a monster in a sense. I haven't used in a long time now. It's been a good few years. I remain abstinent. Same. And talking about like mental strength, it's same. Um, I don't know. It's like I'm, I probably think the the consequences of living sometimes are, are the thoughts that we we invite through the back doors of our minds. You know, when we go to bed of a night and then. Um, or, or we're sitting on that. When we're on our own, we are in bad company. Yeah. You know, you know when we're we're in a bad neighbourhood. I, I go to bed sometimes, and you know, if I'm on my own, I'm thinking. I start like I start cultivating loads of mad, crazy thoughts, and you know, I become a private eye in my own mind and start doing investigations. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know, I've got to like ground myself and think. Look, the reality here is just live and let live. But yes, yeah, some things need to be said, and I agree. Some things need to be uh, voiced. Because if other people are voicing it and they feel like they've got a platform to talk shit about everyone else and, and put everyone else down because you've got more subscribers or whatever you've got, right, Charles, right? But the reality of it is, you know, we're all equal. Right. There's no one better and there's no one less. Right. right? Stop separating people with class or subs or the people. Because he said to me, people are jealous because they've got loads of subscribers. What the fuck are subscribers? I didn't even know what a subscriber was. <laughs> right, I've been on YouTube for fucking years, and I wouldn't know what one else, one one is, and I don't even know what they do. Yeah. I don't even want what, what. So it wasn't like a big concern for me. Um, Playing a lot in the past couple of weeks, like so. It's, it's quite interesting, yeah. No. And this is like I said earlier on. It's the first live stream I've been on. No, but you I did. Enjoyed. You did great. We so, had conversation like, debate for me. Yeah, everyone in the live stream, if you guys are still there. Uh, be sure to go to my man Billy Moore's YouTube. Hit that, smash that motherfucking subscribe button, goddammit. Um, <laughs> this is the man right here. I'm sorry, man. That's my motto. I got to I gotta throw that in. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, hit it up. And if you are listening to this in the re-upload, uh, his, all his contact information will be in the description. Um, do you want to put your brother's uh, Twitter or... Do you want to give that out, or my my, my brother hasn't got a Twitter. He, he's he can't he's not um, savvy in communication in that way. I just I just post stuff on my own Twitter, but it's mainly about him really. Okay, what's your Twitter? Uh, it's Billy Moore APD. I think APBD. APBD. Okay, that means like I play before dawn. That's that's the initials. Oh, all right, all right. But I, gotcha. um, I think I think if you just I don't know. I can't even remember what it is. Hang on. Can I see what it is on my phone now while you're there? It's, um, just so we get it clear, eh? Yeah, I'll put it's it in the description Moore, as Billy, well. Billy Moore, A, capital A, capital P, capital B, capital D. All right. 
Uh, hey, mods, yeah. can you put that in the in the chat there? Billy Moore, capital A, P, B, D. Uh, that's his Twitter handle. Um, everyone, show the man some love. Uh, go to that Twitter handle, follow him, and uh, also go to his YouTube channel. And uh, do you have a dedicated URL to your channel yet? Did you make that? What's, what's a URL? So it's a lot easier if you you can designate it. You've got you got to have a certain amount of subscribers. You already have that um, by yeah. far, but you could make it um, the same as your Twitter, for example. So it would oh, say yeah. YouTube.com forward slash Billy Moore um, APBD if you wanted to make it that way. No, I'll have to speak to someone who's here. We'll, we'll talk we'll offline. I'll, I'll help you out with that, man. Don't worry about it. We we can damn, email damn. each other. Yeah, it's it's pretty easy. You just do it off of your YouTube channel. Like, for example, mine's is uh, YouTube forward slash uh, What is Truth, the podcast. Follow it, and that's it. Um, it's way easy, but it makes it a lot easier because if you don't do that, it'll be YouTube forward slash WC5365, you know, some weird numbers. So you can customize it so it makes it easier for people to follow. But anyways, we'll have that in the description. Um, any Anything else you want to say or or uh, share with before we we let you go? Uh, no, I just want to say uh, really uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to, to have this little chat. We got, I was, uh, earlier on, I was like, I mean, I'm one of them people. If you ask me to do something, I, I, I don't really want to do it, you know what I mean? And you know, you asked me a few times and I spoke to Lance to, to pass you my email because I didn't really want to, quite anonymous in that area, but, you know, quite, uh, quite enjoyed tonight. Uh, I think I've uh, released a little bit of a uh, pent-up. <laughs> we'll do another one, my man, if you want. Anytime you want to, if you want, down the road, you know, if you want to do another one, you can email me. You got all my contact information. We'll do it again. You don't even have to ask me. You just say, hey, I want to do it. I want to come on this weekend, and we'll freaking do it, my man. My yeah. door is completely 100% open. I enjoyed the conversation. A lot of respect, man. Um, I'll tell you what, one thing before the two go, and I've got to give you this. I mean, you're quite, uh, you're quite good at the way you deliver stuff. So, you know, fair play to you. It was uh, enjoyed. enjoyed listening to you. Appreciate it, my brother. Yeah, I feel the same way, man. I, I, I feel... But to everyone out there, who's, is there anyone listening? Is that what they do? Is, they, is it live? Do they listen now? What's that? Is people listening now? Are they live? Is it? Is oh, yeah. Is? We got about almost 200 people listening. But so when YouTube looks at it, it's 200 people looking at it at any time. But that doesn't mean that those same exact people are tuning in. You know how some people will tune in for a few minutes and then get off? Um, continuously oh, yeah. speaking, we got about 200, but we've already had um, about 1,300 different uh, people looking at the stream. Oh, nice so. one. All right, well, uh, anyway, guys out there, thanks for uh, tuning in and uh, appreciate uh, the opportunity. And with that, Sruti, I'll leave it there, mate. Appreciate you coming on, my man. And my door is open. Anytime you want to do this again, we'll do it again. Uh, again, everyone, go to that description. Hit his subscribe buttons. Follow him on.